0: You're listening to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority of their families. Thanks so much for listening in again, or if this is your first time Thanks for joining us for the first time. My name is Todd Lesher. I am your host, and today we're joined by Maria Brady, and we are going to talk about navigating the balance between boundaries and freedom. So, Maria, thank you for being on the podcast with us today. You're
1: welcome. Yeah.
0: Why don't you take a moment to introduce yourself to our listeners?
1: Yeah. Um, Maria Brady, I am on staff here with Care and Counseling. And um, I really, I specialize in marriages and working with women. And I work a lot with parents in regards to teenagers and older adults. Just really a a lot about this. Like, how do we launch you into independence? But um, help you navigate kind of through what healthy boundaries and responsibility look like. Um, So I've done a ton of work there. I'm a mom and a wife. I have a very rambunctious two-and-a-half-year-old, so the boundaries and the freedom are being fully learned personally, Um, so, you know, in a totally different setting, but I'm really excited. I love what I do, feel very called to it, so I'm thankful to be here.
0: Yeah, thanks for joining us. Mm -hmm. So, uh, in some of my reading and studying of Adolescents, Generation Z, some of the Generation Alpha stuff that's out there. Mm-hmm. The research that Barna has put out has been really insightful for me. And they asked parents what were their top issues that they were anxious about addressing with their children. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, we got to talk about these. So mm-hmm. they identified eight or ten of them. And uh, so we're kind of going little by little talking through these topics mm-hmm. with uh, people from care and counseling, which has been a blast. And I have learned a lot (laughs) myself. And so in this particular topic, we are covering how parents can help their kids navigate freedom, rules, expectations, and things like consequences. They all Mm -hmm. kind of lump in there together. Mm -hmm. But before we dive in head first, you alluded to it a little bit in just kind of your background, Mm -hmm. being on staff and in care and counseling. From your experience, how does this topic and these range of topics resonate with you as a counselor and the work that you do with families? Mm -hmm. Where does it come to the surface? How does it show itself when you're in therapy or in a conversation with a family or a teenager?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, with a a teenager, it's really all about mom and dad are being way too strict. Mm -hmm. I really want to do more. Or I've rebelled and done way more, whether they give me the freedom or not. So then they're, you know, part of counseling is really part of consequences for them. Um, And then I see it with families, just really a lot of anxiety um, and a lot of concern of, am I doing it right? Am I raising them right? Um, They've done X, Y, Z. How do I navigate through that situation? Yeah. So teenagers tend to be the ones that push more against the boundaries and want way more freedom. Mm -hmm. Some of them think they're adults before they're adults, which we all did. And parents really come mostly from like a fear-based background of, Mm. I want to make sure that I'm doing it right, um, that I set them up well, and sometimes it's, it was done so wrong with me yeah. that I want to make sure I get it right. Right. Um, so it, there's so many variances of it, and yeah. honestly, sometimes it just comes up when I'm doing marital counseling when I'm I'm realizing, okay, all the tension is around your kiddos, mm-hmm. and let's figure out you know the components of marriage, but also, hey. What's effective and ineffective with each kid because each child is different and you're not going to
0: parent the same. Yeah, you made the comment about you have teenagers who are saying, I need more freedom. Has Mm -hmm. a teenager ever said in a counseling session, "Uh, I need more boundaries? (laughs) Hey, you're getting a phone call.
1: (laughs) No, somehow my watch turned on the music. Um,
0: Hey, we're ready to party.
1: There you go. Um, (laughs) They haven't said more freedom. Uh They've said... I just wish I could do more of what I, I want to do, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes it's not even like a like a rebellious thing. Yeah, it's just something maybe outside of a comfort zone of a parent. Yeah, trying a, a different sport that's maybe like. A little bit more prone to accidents mm-hmm. or going on a long-term trip, like a study abroad. Yeah. So it might not be like, you know, I want to try alcohol.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: could be just something that's out of the comfort zone of a parent that's yep. more anxious and wants to be more protective.
0: Yeah, and from what little brain research I've done, that just comes from novelty seeking, (laughs) right? It's what the brain long for is this adventure or this thrill. Mm -hmm. And it shows itself in any number of ways. But whenever they're asking for more freedom, that almost is kind of what the brain is urging them to Mm do. And then on the other side, when, you know, if a, a student ever came into your office and was like, I need more boundaries, but it's actually their behavior that mm-hmm. is the nonverbal yeah. about that. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, my life is out of control. I don't know how to get back yes. in control. Yes. AKA I need some more boundaries. I just don't know how to ask for it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Yep. So let's let's kind of talk into why are freedom and boundaries just such a hot topic for mm-hmm. parenting in general? I know I mentioned kind of the brain science there, but yeah. take us a little bit deeper into that side of things, but just in general.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think to be to be honest, I think there's um there's a fear of doing it wrong, like I mentioned mm-hmm. before, whether you've had great parenting yourself or come from a really poor parenting background yep. that you've received um, and and a desire to be responsible with the little lives that you have and Mm -hmm. there's no really roadmap. I mean, even what I'm saying and what you've read and what books say, they're great resources, but they don't give you the step-by-step for your individual child. So there's a lot of nervousness around each stage. um, And you want, you want to make sure they're appropriately gaining all the things that they need cognitively, physically, Mm -hmm. emotionally, spiritually, you want to feed into them Right. So when when you don't have a roadmap for kid one or kid two or three, Mm because they're all, you know, can be very different then this is something that kind of feeds um, a need of I need more resources or more conversation or more Mm. counselors or whatnot. Yeah. Um, And then also what I've seen, like there's a much higher trend of. Diagnoses like ADHD or, you know, a lot more impact in schools and social media has a huge impact on this. So you have all these cultural components that we didn't deal with Mm -hmm, as kids. mm -hmm. You know, I had a Nokia phone and I could play the little snake game and that's about (laughs) it, which I loved. But now, you know, I think the boundaries and the rules and freedom encompass so much more that it can be very overwhelming. So um, it's just... It's just a need. It's right. a much bigger need than what probably parents have had before. Yeah,
0: this got, to, I mean, I feel this as a parent. Just life feels threatening. Yes. Right? Like, yes. I feel more comfortable with my children in the backyard, but there's poison ivy in the backyard. And I'm not as comfortable with the front yard because it's right on the road. So, exactly. cars are going to drive by. And I think of my childhood, like you mentioned. So, my wife, she could ride her bike anywhere yep. that she wanted yep. to. But I wasn't allowed to go to a park that was, you know, three blocks away because mm-hmm. of who was at the park. Mm-hmm. And so that upbringing has influenced my parenting. Mm-hmm. My wife's upbringing has influenced her parenting. And then when you talk about mm-hmm. these marriage sessions that oh, you yeah. have where I imagine parents are going, hey, I think they should have more freedom. Well, I think they should have more boundaries. Mm-hmm. Is it like family of origin <laughs> and influence into that?
1: I think there's there's a large percentage of family of origin, mm-hmm. um, but it's really all about um, – you know learning how to regulate what's happening inside of you like mm, why do you have this deep need for more boundaries for your kids yeah. there's some kind of anxiety or fear going yes. on and developmentally like when we're when we're really little we learn how to do that Yep. We learn who our safe base is. We learn um, how to manage conflict. We learn, hey, if I tell mom that I'm really nervous about something and she responds well, mm-hmm. oh, that's great. Like she calms and meets my need and we can b- move forward. If she said, suck it up, figure it out, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden this kid is left to come up with their own rules of safety. Yep. And we don't ever outgrow our need for that kind of safe base. Yeah. So when you're working with, you know two parents from very different backgrounds you know maybe one did get very good nurturance and affirmation and was provided freedom to explore and to understand their emotions and to walk through conflict freedom comes way easier cuz yeah. like hold on i'm equipped and i have my people yeah right the 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 parent that was maybe raised without uh, an attachment figure or someone that really was there to comfort them and guide them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: boundaries are like their safe place. Yeah. So of course they're going to want to impose more of that on their kids. Cause that's kind of what they know.
0: Yeah. Well, I mm-hmm. feel like that takes us down a whole nother trail is when you're mm-hmm. talking about what is motivating mm-hmm. a parent, either one way or another, yep. um, and getting to the root of that. Because we often project it onto our children and go, oh, it's oh, my, yeah. ch- my child's problem, mm-hmm. but that we're dealing with stuff ourselves.
1: Yeah. So. It's never it's <laughs> never it is one-sided. never the kid <laughs> only. It's always yes. the environment. Yes. Now the kid yep. may right. you know bring the behavioral issue or the big thing that's popping up, but yep. how you navigate that with your child of any age yep. is really um it's more of a systemic approach. Mm-hmm.
0: That's really good. Mm-hmm. And a lot to get your mind wrapped around <laughs> yes. this fear of going, how yes. am I? Personal stuff has influenced what my children. I've caught myself are doing. Um, doing
1: the same yep. thing. I'm like, oh, have my
0: light bulb moment right here. So, <laughs> well, let's get into some definitions, yes. which I think would be helpful because everybody has a different definition yep. of these things. Mm-hmm. And I think I would like to put these words that I'm going to use under just the heading of wisdom. Okay right yeah. we're going for raising wise kids who yes. make wise choices yes absolutely so the words that we've already kind of used are freedom rules boundaries and consequences yep. can you help us give us a working definition of these
1: sure and and this is not you know webster's dictionary yep. this is really kind of gleaned from personal and, and professional work yep but i would say freedom is how much independence are you giving your child yep. how much does how much freedom does your Um, child have to roam around the yard or go off to college. It's really um, how much independence you're giving them. Rules and boundaries are a little similar. They're kind of meshed together. But the way I like to um, separate them is rules are kind of what are your non-negotiables for for providing safety and structure. Okay. So um, an example would be like, here's the fence. You literally don't go outside the fence. yes or a non-negotiable for a teenager would be absolutely no alcohol mm-hmm. or drug use, mm-hmm. right? Or no driving after a certain time. That's yep. that's for structure, that's for safety. Yep. Um, boundaries, while they do include some of those very non-negotiable practical things, mm-hmm. I like to also think about them as um, more internal. So. You know, boundaries with emotions, uh, even for little, little kids, like physical boundaries, like who is allowed to touch you and who's mm-hmm. not allowed to touch you, but also teaching them like, what is it that you're feeling yeah. and what do we need, right? Mm-hmm. Do we need space? Do we need to be with someone? Um, and boundaries tend to be a little bit more fluid and adjustable, right? right? I'm not going to give the same consequence to my two and a half year old now that mm-hmm. I would when he's 18, Yeah. yeah. right? That would... <laughs> not be very effective. (laughs) So they're more fluid, but the non-negotiable of you're not going to try alcohol at two and a half, nor will Mm -hmm. you at 16. Yeah. That's kind of like a non-issue. Right. right? right. Um, And consequences are really the ripple effect of breaking a rule or a boundary. Yeah. The more natural it can be really the, the more effective it is. So if a teenager comes to you the night before, you know, a project is due, right, 8 o'clock, mm-hmm. Mom, I have this thing I have to build. I need
0: you to go buy some stuff yes,
1: for me. Yes, <laughs> which we, I know I've done for sure um, as a teenager. But you can simply say, honey, I am so sorry I offered to help you a week ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, that's going to be painful for you because you know the embarrassment, the failed grade, all that stuff that your child's going to experience the next day. Yeah. Yeah, it's not your job to rescue them at that age.
0: Yeah. yeah. So
1: that's that's gonna be something that's kind of seared into their brain a little mm-hmm. bit more. Yeah. Yep. Than you running off and you know fixing their problem. Right.
0: Yeah, that's really helpful because mm-hmm. I think we lump some of those things together. Yes. They're like, oh, they mm-hmm. all mean the same thing. No, they don't.
1: And it's you know, my encouragement would be like, how are you defining a rule and a boundary, yes. and make sure your kids know the difference that, the way you're doing it. Yeah. Because you want to make sure that they understand the words that you're using.
0: Mm-hmm. And I like the distinction for rule and boundary where a rule is more fixed in nature yeah. and the boundary has more flexibility in nature. Uh, and we'll probably get into this when we talk about age, mm-hmm. maturity, mm-hmm. There the demonstration of responsibility yes. and then those can mm-hmm. broaden or they might be decreased exactly. in some ways. Yep. That's good. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's a lot of answers to this. We've talked about safety a mm-hmm. number of times, but why do these things, freedom, rules, boundaries, yep. consequences, why do they matter in the grand scheme of parenting?
1: Um, I mean, I think bottom line is we want to raise responsible adults and wise adults that um, not only have, you know, a strong faith, which we all hope for, mm-hmm. But like pay their bills on time, yes. know how to do their laundry, know how to say no when someone is being hurtful to them yep. um, or take risks and, you know, find new things that they enjoy. So mm-hmm. it's and all that stuff can't start at, you know, 16, 18. Yep. It's got to start now, yes. which yes. I'm being reminded of constantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, it's hard. It's hard to really wrap your brain around the fact that as I'm disciplining a two-year-old, this actually does have an impact when they're 18. Right. And, you know, it's it's a really big deal because you're teaching them how to grow mm-hmm. in balance.
0: That's right, mm-hmm. yeah. I can remember, and I, I feel like I might get into a little hot water here, just because I'm going to talk about the IRS for a second. <laughs> but I can remember yeah. as a 15-year-old, 16-year-old, when I got my first job, and I knew what my hourly rate was, mm-hmm. I was getting minimum wage, but when I got my paycheck, I was getting less than that. Oh yeah. And I was like, why am I getting money taken away? And I had no concept mm-hmm. of the fact that hey, when you pay your taxes, they are going to some goods and services that you receive yes. and some future saving blah blah blah. We don't want we won't get into all of that. Yeah. But that sort of rule here mm-hmm. just di- I didn't comprehend it, but now that I have grown up, I appreciate it, but it's mm-hmm. that understanding of this is in place yeah. because of a certain operating system yep. that works, but for me to know why it does, so that when I'm an adult and I get here and go, hey, why am I getting my money taken right. away? Then I'm gonna run into some hard consequences mm-hmm. if I don't learn to understand that when I'm younger at yep. that stage of life.
1: Well, and I think you pointed out something really interesting, like you as a you know, 15-year-old, whenever mm-hmm. you had your first job, Like, you didn't get it. Yep. You probably weren't, you know, mature enough, new enough, like, all those things to get it. So it was your parents' responsibility Mm -hmm. to get it.
0: Yep.
1: And, like, well, you didn't really have a choice with that, but to implement the hard thing. Yeah. So that's the hard thing for parents. Like, whether they like it or not, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm speaking to myself in this, like, you still are responsible to do the right thing for them, and it doesn't. It's not about whether they throw a tantrum or not. Mm -hmm. You're responsible to do that for
0: them. Yeah. They can either figure it out on their own or we can help navigate Mm -hmm. that a little bit. And yeah, yawn to the IRS and to taxes (laughs) and what is taken out of my paycheck. But just like you said, someone needs to give us an understanding of that. Mm -hmm. Well, let's let's get into that a little bit Mm -hmm. because I feel like maturity factors into the mix here as Mm -hmm. well. So what does developmental maturity look like, just generally?
1: So you're really going to go, I, I guess the most basic way that I th- I like to think about it and present it to parents is you're going to go from something that's very practical, simple, um, logical to something that's much more complex as mm-hmm. they develop. And that goes from physically, yeah. like they sit up and then they crawl, then they walk, and then they run, mm-hmm. and then they're, you know, yeah. on the field playing. Um, and cognitively and emotionally the same, you're going to give a consequence to a two-year-old immediately after, because mm-hmm. they don't ha- they don't have the cognitive ability to remember. Yeah. Oh, I did this thing two hours later. I'm getting a timeout. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what, <laughs> what the heck is <laughs> happening, right? So, yeah. and and same with maturity. Mm-hmm. You you will have um, you know a, a little toddler or young child that they're crying over something that's actually. Doesn't need to be cried about, yeah. but they don't get that. That's their only way of communicating. So you're helping them learn. Okay, are you sad? Are you mad? Like you're teaching a lot of what they're experiencing, but you're giving them words for it. Yep. To where, as a teenager, you can say, "Hey." I got to wait till mom or dad gets home Mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about what just happened. They might not get their consequence for two or three days, Mm -hmm. but they know that. Like they're sitting in their muck, right? And some of that is actually probably real good for them. Uh Um, But they also can understand what it means to be disappointed or feel shame or guilt Mm -hmm. or the differences between like being really excited and full of energy and just being like content and joyful. So that it's really like you have to be very basic – early on because they don't have the skills mm-hmm. and and i know most recent research has said that you don't your brain doesn't completely finish developing until 30. Mm. Recent, i had always heard 25 26 mm-hmm. and the new stuff is pushing it later which is just crazy to think about yeah. Yeah. and also makes so much sense with kind of what the young adults are doing these days yeah. as far as post-college but it's it's really like how much how much are they getting at five okay they're getting what I'm giving them whether it's a chore or a consequence they're learning from it or they're able to identify their emotions yeah okay let me push the limit just a little bit more let mm-hmm. me give them a little bit more freedom yeah right let me um, let them come to me when they need comfort or whatnot you can offer it hey I'm here if you need me mm-hmm. let them come yeah. like you're you're allowing more freedom to come in as they're gaining the skills because you're implementing right. um discipline and education, experiential um, moments with them that's teaching them. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that helped me as a parent and just as I've grown over the years is what you're saying about consequences for younger kids Mm -hmm. in that preschool age, does the consequence fit the offense? Yes, exactly. Can they rationally make sense of this? Right, right. I took a toy. So, oh, you're taking away my stuffed animal for a right. period of time. You don't have your stuffed animal for 10 minutes. You know, right. that sort of thing. Oh, I see. I took yes. something, something's taken away from me instead of more corporal punishment in that mm. way or something that doesn't make any sense to you, Why am I having to do this when mm-hmm. I'm getting in trouble for this? So mm-hmm. helping them make sense yep. of it. But when they get older, then the rational understanding, the abstract nature of consequences mm-hmm. and things like that, the maturity can kind of accommodate that.
1: And one thing I, I forgot to mention that I'll mention is you can also give kids options of consequences, yeah. but you have to be okay with the options. Yes. So you yes. can say <laughs> like, you're going to go to your room. Mm-hmm. Would you like to stay in there with your door open or closed? Yeah, yeah. If they choose open but then they come out, I'm so sorry, buddy. Like, mm-hmm. now you have no more option. Yeah. So they're getting kind of a sense of control. Yeah. It's not yeah. really, but they're getting to understand, like, okay, I have to pick something that I don't like, mm-hmm. but at least I have a say in it. And sometimes for those super strong-willed kids, yeah. that can give you a little bit um, – I don't know if leverage is the right word, but ability to like lessen the tension or the chaos. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like
0: this loops back in because parents have to kind of stand ground Mm -hmm. as well. And it's very easy if one parent makes a consequence and the other parent says, well, I think that's too harsh. Or Mm -hmm. I think you can, you know, leave early on the weekend Mm -hmm. or you can Mm -hmm. break this consequence early. That's where the unity has to take yes. place because I feel bad about every consequence I give my kid. They're sad. They're crying. Yep. They say, "To hell, yep. like me anymore." Mm-hmm. You know? So that yep. re- that parental resolve there to be able to uphold this, but it does contribute to maturity, right? We're not trying to be cruel no, here,
1: but it also says something about the parent. Why is it so hard? Yes, yes. You know, and you know, learning and understanding that for yourself, like. It is really hard for me to see my two-and-a-half-year-old cry, even though, like, I'm a counselor. I know this logical yes, stuff. Yes, Right? But it triggers something in me that has nothing to do with the situation or what's happening before me, yeah. right? So it's really, a like, we're learning to parent while we're learning our own <laughs> triggers. And in yes. some ways, it, it offers us a place of growth and healing for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. There's kind of I'm a blessing you, yeah, on that I end. I'm
0: with you on that. Those sweet faces, goodness gracious. They yes. will get mm-hmm. me every time. <laughs> well, um, we want to talk about how faith factors into mm-hmm. this topic of freedom and consequences. So as a Christian counselor, yeah. how do you establish a Christian mm-hmm. or a Christ-like foundation when it comes to these topics?
1: So, you know, with any... Anyone that comes in my door, I want to know what their relationship is like with the Lord. Like, Mm -hmm. where are you with him? How do you define that relationship? Because ultimately, like, when we're given these little kids that are going to grow up to big kids, we're kind of second. Like, they're really Christ's kids first. We're entrusted with them. Um, And that's where probably some of the anxiety comes in. Like, oh, goodness, i got to figure this out. But also, like you have to trust that God's got them, whether mm-hmm. you screw up or not mm-hmm. and you will. yeah yep. like so understanding where a parent's faith comes from and how much they lean into it
0: yeah
1: really gives me an idea of how much can I leverage their trust in the Lord with whatever they're choosing to do, but also, you know, we see a lot of grace and truth mm-hmm. in scripture, that's right? right? Yep. And that's what we're actually talking about. Yeah. We're talking about freedom, yep. right? And boundaries or rules. Yep. So, you know, Jesus doesn't say, oh, you're forgiven. Mm. It's okay. Do whatever. Okay, you want do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He says, go and sin no more, mm-hmm. right? So, he's not saying, like, you know, you're off the hook 100%. Like, you are in a sense of forgiveness, yeah. but he's asking you to change a behavior. Right. And that's really what we're teaching our kids along the way. So it's it's helping them understand like how as long as I can invest in Christ and become more like him. Yep. That is what I'm trying to implement here. You might not say the word Jesus when you're saying you're going mm-hmm. in time out, but you're also <laughs> yeah. showing them come back, I love you, I care about you. My love has not changed yep. even this with this horrendous decision that you made. You know, even with stealing or being put in jail or whatnot, you know, because you have all kinds of consequences that our teenagers and young adults have. My love for you does not change just as much as Christ's love for us does not change. Yeah, that's right. But we have consequences to our behavior, Mm -hmm. right? And he tells us to live according to his word. Yeah. We have rules, like the Ten Commandments, are very much so non-negotiables, right? Right. But then scripture also fills in the gap of all these gray areas Mm -hmm. that we have to negotiate and figure out how does this impact me and how does this apply to my life? Yeah. So um, I think I would, you know, first, like, where are they with the Lord? Mm -hmm. How much of that is infiltrating in their attitude or approach to parenting? Yeah. And then can you use scripture with Mm -hmm. your older kids? Yeah. Even the little ones, but as as they mature, like, hey, here's an example of why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Because Christ really loves us. Yeah. And he wants to make sure that our consequences aren't, you know, eternal, one. Right, right. But also, you know, he wants to guard us and protect us. That's why he's given us Mm -hmm. these
0: things. Yeah. One thing that we come back to all the time that I think is totally phase-appropriate age and Mm phase-appropriate for your preschoolers, you know, the fruit of the Spirit, Mm -hmm. right? It's Mm -hmm. this lump of nine character traits that... God forms in you through his spirit so Mm -hmm. if your child makes a profession of faith is a churchy phrase you know at four or five and they're like hey I asked Jesus in my heart well that means that the spirit of God is in that child and they can practice these things perfectly no we'll never do that Mm -hmm. And I feel like I have to be reminded that all the time but Mm -hmm. so that's one and then when Paul talks about how and I I can't remember what letter he wrote this in, but he said, hey, when I was a child, I acted like a child. Yes. But when I grew up, mm-hmm. I put childish ways behind me. Exactly. So that's part of parenting is helping our kids put childish ways behind mm-hmm. them, even though they'll always be our child. Right. We don't always have to act childish.
1: Right. And, and to that, sometimes because we see them still as our child. Yes. Like, we, we, as parents, are scared to take the next leap yes. of giving them freedom yep. or, like, nudging them out the door, yep. you know? So we have to make sure—and that, and that's where, like, your personal faith in Christ has mm-hmm. to be rooted um, deeply because when they leave, you have no control over what they're going to do their first night yep. at college. Mm-hmm. None. Like, yep. they may be angels at home. You have no idea what choices they're going to make. Yeah. So that's where you have to trust what you've done with them so far, and really hand them back to who that's you know right. who they belong to in the first place. Anyway. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, let's get into some practical steps here. Where yeah. where do you encourage people to start?
1: Um, I would say you know pick one or two things. Like, don't try to overhaul your parenting. Yep. You know, if you've given absolutely no consequences to you know your three year old. Start with something they do repeatedly, which mm-hmm. is, you know, saying no to you or stealing a toy or, yeah. and and pick something that you repeatedly do. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's with a teenager that you're like, light bulb, oh man, I haven't done this. Then there, that's an appropriate time to like, hey, I'm going to sit down and have a conversation with them. Yeah. And I'm going to confess and say, hey, I don't know that I've done this well for your good. Yeah it's going to kind of be hard between us. It might suck a little bit, Mm -hmm. but here are some things I know you're equipped to do.
0: Yeah.
1: Practical. You can totally do your laundry.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Like I trust that you will figure out darks and lights Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. you know, you hand that over to them Yeah. or, Hey, I'm going to give you this hundred dollar allowance for however many weeks or months. And then it's, that's it. And I trust that you have grown enough to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would say pick, pick one or two things and then build from there. Yeah. Because if your child comes home and all of a sudden they have, a, you know, 10 rules on the refrigerator and you talk to them about, you know, five different emotional boundaries they need to have with their friends, their boyfriends, us, they're going to be like, what happened to my parent and what alien is here? <laughs> um, and it's, yeah. they're not going to really jump on board. Yeah. So uh, with younger ones, just start slowly and practically the older they are, have a relational conversation about the change that's happening yeah, and yeah. really, uh, it's to empower you and to kind of equip them of, Hey, some things are going to be changing along the way. Yeah. Um, recently I, I was talking to, um, a client and I said, okay, so this adult child has lived with you for a year, rent free, hmm. grocery free, hmm. the whole night uh, free pretty much. Yeah. Okay. We're not going to kick them out tomorrow because yep. that just would be harsh, mm-hmm. but you need to sit down with them and say, okay, for the next, you know, six months, you're going to start paying me progressively for your cell phone. You're going to contribute to groceries. You're going to contribute to rent. Yeah. And then at the nine month mark, you will launch out of this house yep. and I will teach you how to do a budget. I will teach you how to search. And the key thing is I'm teaching you, I'm equipping you. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing for you. Yeah. So it's really, at that point, the difference between where am I caretaking, so I'm taking your thing on, fixing it, and giving it to you wrapped with a bow on top, Yeah. and caregiving, which I'm equipping you with the things that you need to grab a hold of and do. And, you know, if it comes to, like, that eight-month and Mm 30-day and they haven't, then that's the hard, natural consequence of, I'm going to pack your things up, and you're going to go sleep on a friend's couch or whatnot. Yeah. And the the earlier those natural consequences can happen, the less severity they'll feel, mm-hmm. right? Like that adult is gonna freak out because I'm yeah. technically homeless, not really, but you know it's way better for the teenager that makes a really poor choice to maybe be arrested at fifteen, yeah, than at twenty five.
0: Yeah, yeah. When the consequences are, are much, that much greater. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I have so many thoughts running through my brain here and. The thing it, it, that I think we should emphasize is the reason that we incorporate roles, boundaries, and consequences is because of this preparation for yes. adulthood yeah. responsibility. Yeah. So even if it's like you talked about when committing a crime, yep. right, the consequences are going to be different Absolutely. for a 15-year-old and 25-year-old. We even talk about hard work in yes. my home where mm-hmm. it's like, hey, I have a responsibility as a parent to teach my kids hard work now because life is hard work later. Yes. And so mm-hmm. do can we do our best to the best of our ability to prep them for the hard work of life mm-hmm. so they're not surprised by it when they yeah, get there to go, absolutely. whoa, life is hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to make it a little bit hard mm-hmm. here so it builds up a muscle. Yep. We're not going to make it impossible, and we're not going to give you, you know, there, there's not going to be any ridiculous outcome mm. to it. You're still our child. You live here. Everything like that. But life is hard, mm-hmm. and <laughs> you are not life's child. <laughs> so,
1: right, right. And you're, life you're, feels you're, a little bit different exactly. about you. Yeah. And you're at a place. You know, when they're in your home, you have so much influence, even yep. though they might like stonewall you and yeah, yep. they're not listening. But they're definitely listening. Mm-hmm. Like you have so much influence over that now. So the hard work maybe. Handing them a detergent, yes, you know, yep. jug, but telling them you don't put whites and colors
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the same, you know, right. laundry mm-hmm. load or whatnot. Yep. Like that's so simple, yeah. but you're there to teach them. You have influence over them. Yep. And then as they get older, then you teach them bigger things yep. like managing finances and time and emotion yep. and healthy relational boundaries. Yep. So The stuff
0: that they will have to do because absolutely. we won't be there you know, to Mm -hmm. do it for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, when we talk about this topic and whenever we have anybody from care and counseling on the podcast, I always just ask the question, when should a parent get help this topic specifically?
1: Yeah. You know, um, I think there's very obvious things like when you feel overwhelmed, when you feel like I've tried like everything I know and I have no idea what the heck to do. Yeah. Uh, But I also view counseling personally and professionally as just a healthy part of life. Mm, That's Um, good. So you know, we are called to live in community. Mm-hmm. We have a ton of community around us. We have a ton of resources offered to us specifically here yep. at church, and so it's really like, if you have any question, even if they're simple, like why not live in the Christian community that you have and use all your resources? Yeah. We're not meant to live alone. We're also not gifted in everything, right? Like. I do not know how the heck to deal with middle schoolers. My mm. husband teaches middle school. He loves them. Yep. He's great. I'm like, you are going to totally take lead during that stage mm-hmm. of life. Um, but we are all equipped in different ways. So counseling is really anytime you feel even slightly unequipped yeah. or slightly overwhelmed, like just come and have a check-in. We mm-hmm. may say, you're actually just doing all the right stuff. Your teenager is just hard. Yeah, yeah. You know, it could be a really validating experience yep. for you. So, um, but clearly like... When you feel exhausted, mm-hmm. overwhelmed, maxed out, yep. you don't have another option. Please come in, but don't yeah. wait till you get to that point. Right. You know, I always tell folks like, come in when you're feeling like, eh, I think I'm doing okay, mm-hmm. because then you're gonna, you know, um, kind of equip yourself before that comes.
0: Right. Yeah. Proactively, healthy, yes. kind yeah. of like preventative the, the, the care. Preventative care. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, how can parents connect with care and counseling at Forest Hill?
1: Real simple. You just give us a call. Yeah. So phone number is 704-716-8775. I have to look at it to uh-huh. make sure I'm giving yep. the right number out. Yep. But you just call in, and Leslie or Terry will get you on our calendar. And if it's anything with parenting, just know that our first session will always be with just the parents, Yeah. Um, just to make sure we're getting your perspective um, on what's going on, you know, because we have no idea what perspective we're going to yeah. get from our kids. Yeah, so, And really helping set you up well. And mm-hmm. any time we work with kids really of any age, just know that you're going to be part of the counseling. Yeah. Like you are part of their home environment. They see us for an hour a week, an hour every two weeks maybe. Yeah. Like, you are the ones that are on the front line. So it's not really about how do we fix the child, although mm-hmm. there may be some specific things your child needs. It's sure. so how do we equip you as a family mm-hmm. to be healthy overall.
0: Yeah, yeah. Don't parent alone. That's no, it. Like that's, no. Mm-mm. And I, I think we've done a good job as a church of dispelling the stigma yeah. around Mental health yeah. or therapy—it's mm-hmm. actually a healthy practice. Absolutely. You know? So you've yeah. spoken into that, but yeah. don't don't parent alone.
1: No. Mm-mm. So as
0: we wrap this up, what final encouragement do you have for our listeners?
1: Lean into Jesus and into your community. There you go. Honestly, we have to trust that God has us and our kids um, at all times, because you're going to have those like massive failure moments where mm-hmm. you're apologizing to your two and a half year old which I recently <laughs> did um, you know you're gonna have those moments but yep. those don't define the whole parenting relationship you have with your child nor is that one mess up going to change drastically the you know whole trajectory yeah. of their lives yeah. but we have to get that assurance from Christ yep. um, for us and for our kids that's
0: it right there so, plain and simple so yep. Maria thanks so much for being on the podcast you're welcome. let me say a prayer yep. Heavenly Father... I pray that that's exactly what we would do. We would lean into Jesus and we would Mm -hmm. invest in the community or let the community invest in us. And that's why Forrest Hill is here. That's why Karen Counseling is here. So I pray that parents would be encouraged not to parent alone. They don't have to be perfect. They don't have to get it all right. Mm -hmm. But there are times that we go through life where it's like, what in the world do we do? Mm -hmm. So lead us and guide us with your grace and your wisdom. But then I pray that uh, parents would have the courage to take a step, make a phone call, um, admit some weakness, Ask for help and pray that you would help us to navigate these uncertain times and uncertain topics when it comes to things like freedom and rules and boundaries and consequence. Um, Help us parent well. That's Mm -hmm. what we need Just at the end of the day. And above all, we know that you are our Heavenly Father and you are the one who parents parents us the best, Mm -hmm. and we trust that. And we're thankful for your love in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Parent on parents. You got this. Thanks for joining us for the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority in their families. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you showed your support by sharing, subscribing, and rating this podcast on iTunes. To watch our services live or find the campus nearest you, visit foresthill.org.